0: Yo, my affection for my reflection is pretty low. I see a boy that isn't ready to grow. I see an idiot that's stuck an intermediate that's cozy with his fears and past the challenges. Immediate, the man in the mirror's laughing at me the boy see no happy. I want my back. I want my courage back. Don't know
1: how What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbetts alongside Evan Ryer, two sports quote-unquote professionals giving our best shot at the world of podcasting. But we'll have to have fun, keep things loose, and a lot to get to today. It's a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Can't wait to get after it. I hope you guys are all planning on doing it, too. But remember, for the real, re- the real reason why we celebrate Memorial's Days is to honor those who have fallen and given the uh, the, the highest sacrifice. Uh, quick music shout-out, again, as always, JD Masters and Buddha, Man in the Mirror. Go check them out. YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream music, anywhere you stream this podcast, you can find them. Uh, we also, yeah, YouTube. Actually, no, not YouTube for us, but Stitcher. Not yet. One yeah, day. not yet. Google, yeah, Google Play uh spotify apple we're always going to be there right alongside our good friends jd masters and buddha check them out while you're checking us out evan my oh my happy memorial day weekend even though technically for a lot of people it really started yesterday sounds like you've already made some good plans to get it going and start celebrating the memorial day weekend congratulations on your availability to do so how are you feeling this fine saturday I'm doing
2: good. I, uh, you know, we're, we're, yeah, like you said, me and, uh, some of Dom's mutual friends are finally gonna go get to play golf. You know, I think I've, I've, uh, chronicled my, like, missed golf rounds in the past on the, on the podcast, and after a few more weeks of that, um, we're, we're finally getting out there, so be nice, and then, uh yeah but i mean that's the thing too with 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 our industry with what me and dom do i mean memorial day is awesome but generally i don't know if i've had a memorial day off like yeah yeah, i I couldn't i couldn't even tell you the last time i had one off (laughs) right you know it's just holidays matter they mean it's not that they mean less obviously the meaning's still important but it's more of just like oh it's that's oh that well it's memorial day and it's like that's great. So can you put in ten hours or what's good? Um <laughs> Yeah, no but, kidding. But uh that's that's you know, that's sports and that's why we love it. You know, you don't uh you don't work in sports, you know, thinking, Oh man, I, I hope I have a normal schedule. You know. You throw that out the window from the moment you uh you get into it, whether you're on our side of the table or you're on the other side of the table. So um yeah, but all in all, pretty solid. Is uh, and, and the weather's actually you know finally nice this weekend, so that's cool too. I'm guessing it's probably. Are you clearing ninety down there?
1: Yeah, I think we hit we hit ninety. I think earlier this week. Uh, I think we hit it on on Friday or Thursday, but I mean today, yeah, we're getting up to eighty nine today, ninety on Monday. It's been it's been absolutely gorgeous, hot, but just gorgeous the last week down here. So it's been. It's been real nice. Got after a little bit last night. We were able to go out and celebrate some coworkers last days. So we got it we got this Memorial Day celebration a little kick started here as well. It was a good time and yeah, you just can't beat this Florida weather this time of year. Even though it you know, the humidity sucks, but it, it is nice to see the sun constantly out. It's refreshing to say the least. For sure, for sure. And uh you know, I wish I wish that
2: Jason Tatum scored ninety because that would be a perfect segue into what we want to talk about first. That is but true. But instead, <laughs> instead we'll have to deal with fifty. Which you know what it you know it's nice here in Butte. It's going to be a nice day, but it is going to be sticking around fifty degrees. So I guess there was my segue. But yeah, there's Jason, but yeah, let's there's just, Jason Tatum segue right there. Um, let's let's just get into it. Butte's finest, Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, um, I've, he he's a good old Butte boy, right? I actually heard he's from Walkerville. Um, him, yeah, so you have to so put some Mark respect on his name. But, no, I mean, how many – we've said it all along this entire time. Like, if for Boston to have a shot in hell, you know, Datum's going to have to do this on a consistent basis. And, you know, again – he was. I think it was a, that game two that we saw. Just at, struggled. Struggled under twenty points. Really tough performance from him. He comes back with you know first game back inside of Boston. He comes out and pulls that rabbit out of his hat. Yeah, it's it's just it's crazy how much of a difference a like a good Jason Tatum when he's on can make on the basketball court. I don't think if if people aren't realize that or haven't realized that you got to realize it now. and You got to understand how special of a player it is to watch what Jason Tatum can do and what he can do for the Boston Celtics. Cause that was a clinic. That was an absolute clinic. What he put on last night.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the, the reason why they, you know, there's, I think there's a disparity. I mean, it's like this for every fan base with any sport, but there's disparity between the national view of Jason Tatum and, and Boston. And the, the national view is very positive. I think a lot of people respect Jason Tatum and think he's a very, very good player, mm. but in Boston, I mean, anytime I talk to a Celtics fan, Jason Tatum is is everything. And, I mean, he literally is for, for that team. And, you know, uh, the, the the thing I brought up, you know, the other day when we were talking about the NBA playoffs and stuff, I was talking about how I can't think of the last time that Kimball Walker had, like, a really good playoff game. Well, that's still kind of true because this man had six points in a 125 win, 125 to 19 win. And I'm just, I, I didn't watch the game, so maybe, be you know, he contributed in ways that, that I can't tell about but but like I, I it, it's uh, as someone who likes Kemba, I'm still shook that like it just doesn't seem like he he does anything in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: there, there's no. I'm looking at his, at the stat sheet. There's nothing that stuck out to me about Kemba Walker having a good day. 0 for 7 from beyond the arc. 3 of 14 from the field. Six points. His plus and minus yeah, differential. Bad. His plus minus differential was was minus 15. Just almost one. The only person that beat him was negative uh, 16 for uh, Trishan Thompson. So, uh, yeah, I just. Again, could the story be different like I, in no way shape or form do I think I can think I can speak for you on this Evan is like in no way shape or form do we think Boston has a shot in the hell of winning this series? Yeah, it's still over but but we thought like we, we knew that if Tatum could put together a performance like this, a, a game maybe two games get swung into Boston's favor. I still think it's probably a five1 or a four one series win for the Nets at this point but I it is just imagine though if Kemba was able to put something together right uh, i mean Marcus Smart dropped 23 as well so like he he kind he he bundled it up got his shit together 10 points off the bench though so you can definitely tell the Celtics are top heavy at this point but just imagine if Kemba kind of started to get something going it Maybe it is. It does go to six, seven games. It may be, right? But I, w- without that, I mean, there's just not a shot in hell in my opinion. And yeah, you just got to wonder if like the moment has just been too much for Kemba. And maybe it's just, maybe playoff Kemba is something that was only <laughs> only when he was playing for UConn. I don't know. But you you have a good point because it's, it's really frustrating to see a Boston team that I think could give Brooklyn a better run for their money if they got a, a, a total team effort and they just aren't getting that from Kemba
2: nope but uh you know it's uh it like you said it could it could flip you know and kimba is the type of guy that you know as a electric player as a you know kind of a a, a spontaneous you know explosive player sometimes just takes the one time to break through the barrier and then and then you get you get it you know consistently and who knows it might come at the right time but i'm with you i just i even even if he is you know, I, I I still think I you know there's just no way at this point, and and I'd like to say the same thing about my Atlanta Hawks, but I can I can just rest easy instead knowing that they're back in the A and beating that Knicks ass. Uh, it's it's I mean Trey Trey Young still just just doing his thing, and then it helps when i mean it literally does like i mean players like john collins and and uh and and and, and you know kind of on the bench for 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 uh for atlanta it's it's they i haven't seen any of these dudes play this well like in their career and then here we are in their first real like kind of playoff appearance as like a group and sure enough like dude they they look good they look they look ready
1: yeah, and you know, it, it, imagine if you put a little bit of Trey Young into Kem, Kemba Walker right now, right? You know, just to try to tie that back to the last game we were talking about. But yeah, it, it's it, it's really, Trey Young is a guy that, I, I it's always been fun to watch him, but in the playoffs he is a guy that like I am now very much looking forward to. Because it does feel like Atlanta has something figured out here. And if this is what we're going to get, you know, around the month of May, June, every year from the Atlanta Hawks, like, that's fun basketball. And I, I'm all here for it, even though he has the weirdest hair in the game right now.
2: He just needs to shave it. Like, that's the more important topic, I Jason, think, at the moment. Jason, is, Jason
1: Tatum, just literally shave it. Yeah, I Well, I like the thing that. Is, is, is that, you know,
2: Jason Tatum still has really quality hair, even though it's short. Trey Young's hair is just going to look bad. So either shave it and like shave it tight and just be you know what be like you know what I've got Reggie Miller tightness at a at a at, at twenty two or however old he is or I never understood this does he this man like hate headbands does this man like hate like any type of like head based accessory I don't to like think,
1: help it, cover up his like baby looking hair his I don't fucking, think, I don't like- know if I could imagine Trey Young in a headband though that would look weird it, it, it I don't think. I don't know if I'd be used to that. That would take some time to get used to, for sure. I think I, I think that's fair. Let Trey
2: Young wear a flat bill bucket hat. Yes, flat, or like <laughs> like a flat bill, <laughs> flat bill or a bucket hat. I forgot an "or" in there, but like give me. Let him just wear one. He's the only NBA player that gets to do it. It's a special exception. It's like a medical thing, and uh, and and just let him do that. But. But no, I mean it's 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 fun to see. It's fun to see the Hawks play well, and and I mean if they win this next game in Atlanta, I mean three one, I, I you know the Knicks can take the next two games, and I'm still gonna be like, well you know I, I think they'll probably be fine once they get back down to the ATL. But um, you know it's it's it, it's 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 fun to see. It's cool to see, and you know uh, I I'll never get tired of seeing Spike Lee like bite his fingernails. On the on the on the side, you know, court court side. Yeah, that's that's so.
1: that's that's an all time sports moment. If, if 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 your team is the is the receiving end of making Spike Lee a nervous wreck on the sideline, you you have you, done well. You've done well. That's an all time moment. That's going on your championship DVD. Because there's nothing a non Knicks fan likes to see more than Spike Lee. You know, nervous wreck. And it, we haven't gotten to see that side of Spike in like years because the Knicks have right. been so fucking irrelevant. And
2: I feel bad for him to a degree because I don't hate Spike Lee. I just enjoy watching him suffer when it comes to sports. Um, and then, you know, it's – it's I, I the only person Knicks-related that I truly feel bad for is Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose has actually played really well in these first three games. And, and at this point,
1: like, Derrick Rose has been down so much in his career. Like, he doesn't deserve any more. You know, like, just like let him, let him kind of be. Like, let, let's just give – maybe – Trade him to Atlanta mid-series. You know, put him on a winning team. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at this point because my man's doing
2: a tour of the NBA, basically. But um, you know, I, 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 I mean, there's not. A, I, I think hating Derrick Rose is like an impossibility, or at least to me, it seems like it is. So you know, it is, it is a little tough. Where it's just like, oh man, like Derrick Rose in the playoff, putting up, you know, fucking thirty points. You know, going off, having it's, it, it rocks. That being said, you're gonna, you know, be out
1: in five games, six games. So we'll uh we'll see though. We'll see. see, I'm talking big. And I think if you're Atlanta, I think you have to be thinking that game four is is must win at this point. Only because of the mentality of like if you can put that 3-1 hurt and take it back to New York, you've almost set yourself up to get the series, right? Like if this goes 2-2 back to New York. I, I mean, how would you feel if it goes two two back to New York? Because if I'm a, an Atlanta Hawk player or a fan, you know, not I'm not uneasy, but I'm definitely like not as I'm 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 not as sitting pretty as they say. You know, I'm not sitting pretty if this goes back uh, game five to New York, or it, yeah, if 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 game five is in New York. But I'm just saying, if it goes two two, I'm not I'm not feeling nearly as good. But I really feel like if this goes 3-1, it goes three one, then it's. There's no way the Knicks come back. I, I, I think it's just done, signed, sealed, delivered at that point. I agree,
2: and even if it's 2-2, two, two, uh, if I'm Atlanta, I, I get where you're coming from, but I personally wouldn't, if I'm, I mean, that the way that Atlanta team played in the first game in New York, you can tell that they don't give a shit you know about you know whatever the you know in all the comments that uh that both sides were making about how the NBA wants you know the Knicks to to win this series and and to go forward because that's the bigger market and that you know there's you know probably five times as many Knicks fans as there are Hawks fans you know it's it's one of those things where. I think there's a chip on Atlanta's shoulder too. You know, the Knicks kind of have formed an identity around, you know, Julius Randle being a tough, tough ass dude. The the team in general kind of being is is kind of built up of guys that, you know, maybe have you know, they're they're not even they I don't know if anybody really like Julius Randle was considered to be a bad player, but I mean shit, Julius Randle was definitely like I mean, not playing well for a long, long time. And now there's like a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a renaissance, so to speak, with him and R.J. Barrett and, and what have you. But on that same token, I think the Hawks kind of look at it like no one, you know, really thinks we're going to do anything. No one really cares about what we're doing. You know, I, I think they go into New York, even if it's 2-2, and they don't play any different. I mean, I, I really do think that they're going to be able to provide that same juice. That being said, you know, you can't speak for, you know, let's say some type of last second, you know, game winning three, one of those demoralizing losses midway through a series. You know, that's that's a different story. But right. I mean, if they just lose regular to, like, uh, I guess, tonight, um, then or no tomorrow night, I then, you know, it's uh it's it is what it is, you know. I mean, it, it it you know, there it is what it is and then you have 3 games to figure it out and and if I'm the Hawks, I would feel somewhat comfortable in doing that. So, well, uh it's I would I mean, obviously the 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 Hawks Knicks series is the one I care the most about at this point in time and 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 I also think it's it's one of the more interesting ones because it kind of does feel like 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 you said, they go 3-1, I think that's it. But I mean, if the Knicks if it goes 2-2 I, I think it's a coin toss, really, you know, for the rest of the series. And so. I mean, and,
1: and this series going to seven games, awesome. That's awesome basketball, though. You know, like, not, not saying that I'm rooting for the Knicks to win that series as well, because as we know, I'm not a Knicks guy, but like, that going seven games, like, I would love to see Trey Young as, in as many games as possible to see. I would love to see if Derek Rose versus Trey Young becomes, like, the storyline in games in games four, five, six, and 7, right? Like, I think that'd just be great for basketball. That's great basketball to watch, and that's entertaining as shit. That'd be so much fun.
2: Well, you know, uh, speaking of 2-1 and making a series entertaining, uh, the Clippers getting the much-needed win last night, too.
1: Bro, that and, sucked
2: so much. Yeah, I know. That well, sucked, it, it's, honestly, like, I, I that was one of the games that I was able to kind of, like, pay attention to out of the corner of my eye last night, and truly... It's it it just kinda seems like the Mavs like like mentally collapsed. Like, like, like our boy they, our
1: boy drops forty four. Help, no, 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 no. Help him Help <laughs> him.
2: Yeah, I know. But like it's like it was that game was chippy as shit. That game had, had all these different issues. And really after the first quarter where the, the Mavs go up by like 10-0 to start the game, they they got outscored by by, you know, twenty the rest of the way. You know, and, and and it it does suck, but at the same time, you knew it was going to have to happen at some point. And as much as I love Luca, and he's got 44, you know, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combine for you know 75 damn points or 65 damn points, then you you know, I mean, you know, that's they're they're doing their part at that point, and it becomes, I think, you know, against most anybody in
1: the NBA, it's going to be kind of tough to beat. Um, I the the thing is, what bugs me is because like I, I don't give much respect I. I I don't give much respect in the playoffs to Paul George because he's just chronically not a very clutch player, not a very big playoff guy. And I'm trying to go back and look at the stats to confirm this, but he silently has been, alongside Kawhi, an extremely consistent motor for the Clippers. I think this is the, you know, I think he scored 20 plus in all. Three playoff games. Well, that's and Paul
2: George to a T, right? I mean, let's think when you think about Paul George, you don't think about somebody that goes and puts up like these, you know, he, he plays a seven game series and three or four out of the seven, he's going to put up, you know, 35 to 40 points. Like he's never been that way, even at his very best. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, he, 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 you know, I, I think that's why it works for him to be with Kawhi, even though Kawhi's not really necessarily that guy all the time either. But Paul George is the star. He's, he's literally the second striker, you know, to use a soccer term. He is the second striker of, he's the guy that you play up top and you do expect to often, you know, provide offensive power, firepower. But he's not, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, where you're like, okay, we can just put this dude solo up top and he's going to, you know, he's, carry. A, he's never been that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, but that being said, you know, shit, 29, it's pretty good night. So. I
1: just like, and, and also like looking down at the, at the, at the Mavericks box score too, like we've said it time and time again as well, but again, it, why, why are we having the same conversation about like Christophe Porzingis? Like where, well, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm not Mark Cuban's son, and we haven't been friends in a long time. You know, me and me and Cubes had a big falling out. But I don't know where why they can't develop some sort of consistency with Kristoff. Like I, for me, it's hard to believe a guy with his size, his skill set can't drop you at least 10 to 15 a game. Like I'm, and, and, like, cause if he if he does, we're talking about a different game. We're talking about maybe 3-0. The Mavs are up, right? And the and they're at home for game four. I'm, just, I, I'm still so confused as to what the missing piece is for Kristaps not having consistency right now because that's just going to, that's the only way the Clippers will claw back into this series is because you know Lucas clearly literally going to do this every. Every game of the series, he feels like, right? But, like, where where is Chris Stops helping? I mean, actually, Hardaway didn't even have that great of a game either. So, again, it's just I, I'm frustrated that the Mavs can put all this together, but yet the consistency is just it's not there. And it's I get it, it's sports, it's shit happens, it's sometimes out of everybody's control. Everybody has an off day, but it's frustrating as a non Dallas fan who's rooting for them. To just be like motherfuckers, put the puzzle pieces together and you're good. You'll win this in four or five games, right? Like I, I just I don't know I don't know what Christop Porzingis has to do, but he's got to find some extra gear to keep to get his game consistent. Because it's so yeah. you, it's so frustrating to watch Luca put up these points, right? And just like, what's he gonna get rewarded for 44? Right, a 10 point loss just doesn't feel right
2: yeah i think uh i think this was also compared to the last two games like the the first performance from kind of not just Christophs but the the mavs uh, uh uh front court play that just wasn't very good because willie collie stein didn't exactly do much and uh i forget the name of their other center they have um didn't didn't offer much either so it's it's just i think it was just one of those things where wasn't really there in that regard but Shit, man. You know, I, I get where you're coming from, and if it, and in and in a week we might be even more angry because it's not just one Luca performance that's unrewarded, <laughs> yeah. but an entire series. You know, they go to
1: three one, man. I it's it's all right. You know, like yeah. they, they, it's, they, it's it's the same thing we said for the Atlanta series. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm definitely I'm not sweating anymore, right? But if you drop, you go two two at home. That's a missed opportunity because obviously it's not unheard of. Like they took two from from the Clippers at their home, right? But like going into your home two one and not coming out at least three one is a missed opportunity. And that to me, the Clippers more than like how we compared the the Knicks to the uh, to the Hawks, right? The Clippers are the team where I think if they get 2-2, they could very much turn the tide on this series and put the nail in the coffin with, with a couple good games back at home, right? Like I, I think yeah. that obviously the Clippers have the talent to do that, and I think if you're Dallas, I'm more nervous for Dallas being 2-2 than I would be Atlanta going back to New York 2-2, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I would say so because the momentum is completely sapped. I mean, Atlanta, at least, you know, going into game four or potentially game five at, or yeah, going into game five at potentially 2-2, you know, it was one and one and then you went one and one. You know, it's it's OK. We're, we're on even playing ground. If you go if you're the Mavs and you come out as hot as they did and you go 2-0 and then the Clippers make it 2-2 kind of almost like casually like oof oof like mm-hmm. yeah the momentum that you had that that I think is very important with a team like the Mavs, important with a player like luka doncic you know that's that being sapped is a, is is a rough look speaking of momentum being sapped you know i mean really when it comes to thursday night games there's you know the bucks curb stomp the heat goodbye heat you're done later that's yeah. that's the, we knew this was coming but mm-hmm. they're not even going out with like
1: dignity really at this point man that, that, um, that, that, that it does not make that that bubble team last year look any good though and I like I, like, I hate to like use that excuse that's obviously been used time and time again but it, it's kind of being proven that like the heat in the bubble were like they, they just benefited It was just a special occasion yeah. yeah
2: it was a special occasion and then you know I would say the other thing is that the Nuggets or Thanos are inevitable. You know, we wanted to see the Trailblazers do what they're going to do. But at the end of the day... And that was a tight game on uh, Thursday night. That was close. But, But at the same time, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just... I, there's just too much, too much on the Nuggets end that to, to for for Portland to really deal with. Yeah, Joe. Any
1: um, time you're going to get Jokic dropping thirty six on you, you know. And credit to Dame. Dame obviously gets his buckets, dropped thirty seven. But Jokic dropping thirty six. I mean, that that's a winner, winner, chicken dinner recipe. Every time you see it on a stat sheet. N- well, it's just
2: doubt. you know. I mean, fucking Nikola Jokic sees sees uh Yusuf Nurkic or whatever his uh his eastern european counterpart or whatever you want to say and just looks at that dude like a fucking fucking kielbasa sausage like he's like ah oh, i'm about to fucking go ham on this thing like <laughs> And, and literally that's been the, even, even in the loss, that's been the case. So, and I mean, we knew that was going to happen because there's pretty much no one other than, you know, maybe, see, that's the thing is that I don't think anybody wants a Denver Nuggets, uh, six 70, uh, versus the 76ers, NBA finals. That being said, Embiid versus Jokic for seven games would be money because I don't, I don't think there's. You know, I think those are the two centers in their own league right now, yeah. and, and everybody else is, you know, kind of whatever. I mean, it's it's wild that we kind of having an NBA MVP playoff or an MVP race in between centers, or but in the playoffs and also between centers. Yeah, you know, I mean, what was the last time a center won? I mean, I know, I know Embiid plays as much power forward pretty much as he plays center, but he's often in there as the five. Right. And so it's it's it is interesting to see. It's like I can't remember the last time we saw like centers be as relevant as they are right now in the NBA. Um, and then you know, of course, I gotta I gotta give give it to to the Lakers. You know, after after all the after all the talk, all the jokes, everything else, two one up, feeling fine, might as well be. You know, might as well be flipping the seats here, based on based on that game three.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just what that's just what they had to do. And uh, watching watching Anthony Davis start to put that together now, obviously it comes back to how how much can they replicate this, right? But the, the thing about the Lakers is the and they they kept saying it over and over in the broadcast of the game. But it's very true though, like LeBron and AD when they elevate their game, you know it it, it gets the bench going, it gets the rest of the guys that 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 uh, they help helps them kind of more so facilitate their role, play the way they need to to help supplement the stars that they have on this team. I thought Dennis Schroeder putting in, a, like, his 20 points, though, uh, and his stat line wasn't going to show this, but from watching the game, I can tell you that Dennis Schroeder had probably one of the best role-supporting games that I've seen a Lakers point guard have, probably since, like, Caruso back in the finals last season. Uh, loved, like, Dennis Schroeder, as, as the last two games, has really been – A lot of fun. Really happy the way he's been playing because it's obviously made a huge difference in the last two wins. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to get 34-21 and from AD and LeBron, yeah, good things are always going to come from that. And, uh, you know, credit to the Lakers defense stepping up, holding the Suns under triple digits because that's not an easy thing to do. But if you want to win this series, that's what you're going to have to do somehow. And I'm trying to look at, ooh, yeah, that's a Booker with 19. DeAndre Ayton with 22, and then a bunch of single digits. So again, you know, just credit. That, that's a tough offense to do that kind of numbers to. So yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fantastic. Now that being said, though, the Suns very easily could come in and and, and win Game Four, and there's definitely no. I'm not gonna be like jaw dropped to the floor if the Suns get Game Four. But <clears throat> excuse me, but the Lakers. What? Yeah, I no. Sorry, just I just actually you hit my puberty. Uh, another puberty number seven of my life right there. Hit uh, that
2: puberty button.
1: But, yeah, if it, the, the Lakers come out of there 3-1 again, I'm feeling – we take it back to Phoenix, I think we win it right there. Uh, I I feel I, so good. I, I would feel good about it. I,
2: I understand where you're coming from, but I do feel like the Suns like are one of the teams that I look at that if they were down 3-1, I would be like, yeah, I think we might get a game six. Yeah, we might get a game seven. I would still go with the Lakers. But I feel like the Suns are one of the few teams I look at right now, and I say I could see that team pulling off, uh, you know, bringing it back to Game Seven after going down three-one. I think that's I think that's in the realm of possibility with them. The nice um, thing
1: is that it's just nice. It's nice to watch LeBron do his work and just go play nba good high caliber nba basketball play his style play like the best player in the world without this other story extra storyline bullshit drama seeing the three rims and all this kind of stuff right like i'm just i'm i just i'm so tired of after every game him or the media or you know other media outlets trying to stir up the storylines and you know and I'm just happy that that's not the case in the last two games. We're just getting quality basketball. I would love, and it's tough because you're the Lakers and you're LeBron James, but I really just want the Lakers to silently handle their business here and just cruise in five or six, right? Like, let's just get to the next round. We'll start making noise as we get to the conference finals. But let's just, I want to, like, real G's move in silence like lasagna, as Lil Wayne said, and that's what I want the Lakers to do. Quietly handle your business. Go about your day. Murder the Suns. Let's get to the second round and, let, and let's just keep fucking the shit up.
2: Yep, uh, I think uh, I think that's the mentality you gotta have if you're uh, if, if you're the Lakers. I mean, you know, at the like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate with the Suns here, but really, at the end of the day, I mean. Uh, you know, for, I mean, you know, for a fact with a team that's got LeBron, it's got AD, it's got the pieces that have all kind of been in, you know, some type of championship contention at some point, you know, I guess really, except for Dennis Schroeder, you know, Schroeder played in some big games and stuff like that, but he's kind of the, you know, when you look at that, when you look at those, those guys on that roster, you're like, Oh, we well, yeah, you know, actually Schroeder hasn't played in a ton of, you know, super huge late playoff games. Um, but but yep, no, it's uh, it's gonna be good, and I'm a I'm a Dennis Schroder fan. I, I I've always uh, since he was on the Hawks, I was like, this guy rocks, and he's mm-hmm. from Germany, man. That's cool as fuck. That's I mean, come on. You know, I mean, uh, you, you know, cut him some slack. Yeah, I
1: know. mean, uh, but, with, with that kind of last name, that's definitely where you get it. But, no, it's good. It, uh, it, and he's he needs that kind of experience, and he's going to get it with the Lakers. And it helps, you know, take the the pressure off Alex Caruso to kind of be that guy off the bench or that point guard who had to kind of, you know, step up into his role own role. Not saying that Caruso couldn't do it, but Schroeder's pr- providing a nice relief, and, and it's it's enjoyable to and see. And
2: Kyle Kuzma doing nothing every game is just we're just preparing for yeah. the for the <laughs> 57 point performance <laughs> that Kyle Kuzma is going to drop in the next series.
1: That's why I can't uh, even get mad at him. It's because we're winning. But he's like he's going to win Mister Irrelevant of this. Like there's the the Finals MVP, and then there's, there's going to be the Finals Anti MVP. And Kyle Kuzma's a fucking lock for the Anti MVP award. The yeah the
2: the MIP award, <laughs> the MIP award, but no like most most irrelevant player. There you go. But. Uh, no, I just, my brain went to MIPs, the thing you try to avoid as a high schooler. Um, mm-hmm. shout out to, shout out to the homies that, that did not, uh, get away like I did. Um,
1: but, but, uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we always, we, 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 remember you guys. We remember you always. Um, I got You're still ob- locked up. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hashtag, hashtag free my boy, free my boy, free, free the homies. Yeah. Uh, before we go to the cash grab and make some money, I just want to bring up a real quick topic here. Um, Shohei Otani last night, and the Angels lost, because, of course, they lost. Uh, you know, so we're going to glaze over that. Playing in-division rival, the Oakland Athletics. Um, they go see, bottom of the second, bottom of the third inning. Shohei Otani, uh, he didn't mean to. All right, a fastball. I mean, he throws gas. It's, it's scary. 98 miles an hour, high and tight, right up into uh, the face of a, an Oakland Athletics batter. Now, uh, Alex, is, it, is it Kahana, Alex Kahana, however I pronounce his name, but nonetheless, here, here's where I just want to, despite how bad the Angels are doing, the minute, like the minute that, that Kahana looked at Otani and like started yelling at him, First of all, Otani, like, waved his hand and said, hey, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Like, because, you know, he's just a humble giant. You know, he's just a big Japanese giant. He wants no, no fighting. He just wants peace. And he just wants to strike you out and go hit fucking dingers all game long. No fighting for this guy. However, Kahano started taking a step towards Otani. And my man, MLB veteran Kurt Suzuki, said, fuck you don't you ever take a step towards our franchise right now mike trout is on the injured is, is on the injury list this is the only thing keeping the angels from fucking selling the goddamn team out of anaheim right now don't you ever fucking do this and in within seconds dog within seconds i highly if you're listening to this right now go look at this video within seconds the entire angels bench the bullpen all out on the field the athletics started to go and guess who was the most protected man? You might as well. There's Shohei Ohtani and then there's Joe Biden in terms of who are the most protected human beings on the face of the earth on May 28th. Because Shohei Ohtani, there's no way if a fight broke out, he was you weren't getting to him. There were about seven other Angel players just building a nice little fucking wall around Otani to protect him from whatever the athletics were about to do that was probably dirty because fuck the athletics. But I thought it was just, it was great to see that even though we're a fucking terrible organization right now who can't buy a fucking win to save our lives, at least we all have the priority that we're all just going to be goons and beat the shit out of other teams if they try to dare fuck with Shohei Otani. And for that, Angels, I thank you for giving the favor. Fans, a little bit of something to smile about last night because there hasn't been a whole fucking lot to smile about in the Los Angeles Angels baseball world. Huh, yeah. yeah. And that's for fine, sure for well
2: me. and i i mean i'll be honest with you i think about you know how big Atani is too it's like it's like a beat-em-up where you have to like take down all the grunts and then you like because and you're like oh they're trying to protect him and then you actually finally get to the guy and he's just like bigger he's <laughs> just like yeah. he's a boss monster like, <laughs> like it, just it's just like oh great job i'm glad you uh you you finally have approached me let me fucking you know use my, my uh my Japanese biceps to... Well, it's just... Because, like, like,
1: if you've lost the video, like, you, you, like, Shohei did not mean to. Like, he kept trying to apologize over and over. Right. It's, it's a new thing for him because this is probably the first season as of right now, knock on fucking wood, hard knock on wood, that he's, you know, been healthy enough to get more or longer consistent playing time and starts. And... This is kind of, I think, the first time we really saw him kind of get into this kind of dilemma. So I think for him, it was something new. And obviously, he meant no harsh intentions. But it is, like, he, he is getting a, a quick lesson there of, like, how quickly his team is there to back him up. Which obviously has to obviously make him feel really good. And, like I said, it's, just, it, it, it's good at least. You have to take small wins as you get them as an Angels fan right now. And to me, that felt like a small win because, like, if shit was about to pop down... Like I said, Shohei Otani would not have been touched last night, and as he shouldn't have been, you know. Let Kurt Suzuki, you know, just, you know, the, du- the dude's probably on his last season or two anyway, so just let him beat some ass. Let's let's get Joe Madden out there, and let's just get him fighting some people, but protect Shohei at all costs. And that's, that's the motto the Angels are pretty much doing until Mike comes back and we try to get ourselves above 500. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but it was refreshing. Refreshing to see that you ever step at Shohei Ohtani. If you come at Shohei, Shohei Ohtani, then we're gonna have some issues. Big trust, woo woo. Don't come at him.
2: Well, with that said, I think it's probably a good time to uh, to hit the cash grab. It is.
1: It is. Cause I'm getting. I don't fired want Dom.
2: I, yeah, I don't want Dom to uh, to fall out of his chair recording. Um, I already so, did.
1: But that's okay. Well, right?
2: <laughs> he held on. He held on to the mic, folks. We'll be back in a second.
1: What it do guys, Dom here And the summer season is beginning to ramp up And if you're like most Americans You could use a good car wash And interior cleaning To get your whip feeling like a million bucks You're going to need to turn some heads this summer And the best way to get your ride Nice and purdy Is by taking it to Apex Auto CNY In Syracuse, New York Mike and his guys excel in customer service And promise 100% Satisfaction every time Check out Apex Auto CNY on Facebook and tell them Down and Out sent you. Alright, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, thanks for sticking with us. Second half of Down and Out underway and we get started with some soccer and way to stay relevant, Major League Soccer, because just when you thought there couldn't be any juicy storylines and scandals, Inter- Inter-Miami, almost at Inter-Milan, <laughs> Inter-Miami says, Hold my fucking beer. I'll give you guys a scandal. $2 million. Now, it doesn't sound like crazy in the terms of sports world of like a $2 million fine. But in the MLS, that's record setting. It literally is record setting. And that is, I mean, way to put yourself on the fucking map, MLS, with a $2 million fine. Even I read through this article because I'm like, this is juicy shit. And the fact that, you know, it comes from Miami the uh, big big market team in the MLS fairly new it's got to be uh it's got to be pretty significant I, and you know we're going to go to our our soccer expert with more on his take what he can kind of break down for you here but obviously this this is a big deal you know for the MLS for American soccer Evan and I, I have to imagine what what comes next after this what, what were your kind of thoughts when you read this story
2: well, you know, I will say, I think at this point in time, it's pretty much already like a closed book in terms of the situation. I mean, it's definitely going to set some precedent. But for anyone who's, you know, not hasn't followed along or doesn't know exactly what we're talking about, Inter Miami signed uh, two players, most notably uh, Blaise Matweedy, former juventus and psg player who also won the world cup with france in 2018
1: real quick Um, real quick that's a fucking kick-ass name just want to place between yeah Yeah, i mean it's
2: awesome i mean that's uh i we could we could i could have a segment where i literally just list off kick-ass soccer names because say whatever you want i mean at the end of the day, soccer names are the coolest names. And uh, I would say baseball is the only other sport that really compares. Cause you get all the different, uh, central and South American countries and, and as well as names like Shohei Otani, it's an international sport as well. So, right. uh, but, but so yeah, uh, they signed Blaise Matuidi, which when they signed them, uh, in the MOS, they have a thing called designated players and each team can only have, like, I believe it's three designated players. And, the, the designated player distinction exists because, you know, they they have a cap for salaries in the MLS. It's not like the rest of the soccer world where generally speaking, if you've got the cash, you can spend it. There's nothing really stopping you. Um, in the MLS, they've got limitations on how much each team can spend. So they have these three designated player you know spots, though, that are basically the spots where you can just say, fuck the budget. Like, we can just sign whoever we want to sign. We can pay, you know, a guy like Blaise Matuidi, who's 33, 34 years old now, you know, a guy who's who's kind of past his his very, very best uh, in, in soccer and pay him a bunch of money and come over here. Now, where Inter Miami screws up is that they, they, they announced this. And I remember at the time when they did, they announced this and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's one of their designated player, you know, spots. That was not the case same thing with uh i forget his forget his name at the moment but another player they signed both of these guys were definitely dps like designated players and were not labeled as such so then you basically they they basically were you know doing funny business in the books to to try and say that oh well place between not designated player what have you granted this is the you know one of the newest franchises in the MLS, so there's like literally like tons of people making comments like do they just not know the rules do they just <laughs> you know like are they like do, do, you you know- do you
1: give them a pass do you do you let them go like do they just play the stupid card they might not have killed them to play the stupid card be like I right, we didn't know sorry you know it probably didn't work but hey i guess it was worth a shot while you had it there well, and then so and then not to mention, too, that this
2: designated player rule that they're violating is literally the kind of like, quote unquote, David Beckham rule, which is the guy, you know, obviously David Beckham is invested in Inter Miami and owns, you know, owns a portion of it. So it's especially funny that it, you know, ironic, I guess. Um, and, you know, it's it was just, yeah, they did funny, funny business because they also just underreported salaries for, you know, players such as uh, uh, Leandro uh, Gonzalez Perez, who's a former Atlanta United star and a guy I miss a lot on that team. Um and, yeah, they just uh, just did some funny stuff. And, and, yeah, $2 million fine. I mean, the thing is is that you're right. It's not the biggest fine in sports history ever or whatever. But $2 million, like, I mean, if an NFL team got fined $2 million, it would be a story. It's a story and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big-ass chunk of change. Um, and, really, the thing is, though, is that the MLS is not in a point where they can – kind of say okay we you guys are banned from postseason play or whatever because one this is a brand new franchise it's probably not a good it's not in the best interest the MLS to do that and then on top of that the way that like you know the postseason works and different things like that kind of makes it hard uh to to to, to kind of handle it in that way but you know they took the fine i don't it's it's definitely a big deal but a lot of the MLS fans I've been talking to are kind of like, Yeah, this you know, fuck fuck Miami for doing that. That's definitely shitty. But whatever, let's move on. Because you have to remember, folks. that Inter Miami's first season last year was god awful. Mm. The team was mm-hmm. terrible. They cheated, and they were so bad. And they're like, so
1: bad, yeah. So it's, and, it's, and so so it's almost married. like it's almost like you feel you feel for them a little bit. Well, so you you're just, just like
2: you're like this is just embarrassing, guys. Like we don't even really care what happens next. You guys are just like completely, you know. You know, soiled your pants on the playground, and 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 now everyone's just pointing at your big dookie. So, um, <laughs> so so that's kind of where we're at there. Um, since we're kind of in a makeshift Evan soccer corner, I'll just bring up real quick because. While we're recording, this just happened. Brentford just won the uh, championship playoff to get into the Premier League. For those who are unaware, the top two teams of England's second division automatically get promoted to the Premier League. And then teams three through six play in a playoff tournament. And Brentford just beat Swansea. Uh, rest in peace the Big Cat. Um... Uh, for, for for to to get that last spot, which sucks because Brentford is a team I hate as a Fulham fan. Uh, and Fulham actually beat Brentford in the playoff final last year to go to the Premier League. So now Fulham's going down, Brentford's going up. Nobody gives a shit, but I'm dead inside. Uh, and that's really really all I've got to say. Uh, um, I'm so
1: sorry for your loss. That's uh, you know, it's 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 something I guess if we can uh, maybe glaze over it and make you help feel better is you know because on our last episode we talked we had evan soccer corner breaking down the champions league matchup and it was funny like i said last night i was out at the uh, you know i was out having some drinks with some co-workers enjoying some last some last day of work celebrations and i saw a bunch even down here in tallahassee a bunch of chelsea and man city jerseys out i mean oh yeah the fandom is out here folks and the, and the game day is finally here and you know, obviously it's a it's an interesting day. Interesting day in soccer. Um, and it's I guess is there is there any is, is there is there any major headlines that I've missed so far that we need to know still in, in between of what you updated us on earlier this week till now? Well when folks
2: listen to this podcast, uh, they will have already known who's gonna win the Champions League final because they play probably about two hours after we get finished recording. Um I'll go ahead and you know everyone can. I, I said this last uh, last episode, but I'm gonna double down on it and just reiterate my my uh, prediction that 2-0 Man City win. Take the take the total under, and take the uh, the Man City money line, and you'll be just fine. Uh, year, you'll outside. at least hit you you'll at least hit one of those two I think for sure and it's going to be you know I mean uh we can I can recap it a little bit when we record next you know like in the in the early you know, or the midway point of next week but I mean Man City has never even been in a Champions League final this is you know they're the richest club in the world have the most talented you know team in the world right now but they have just famously had issues with the Champions League all throughout their their kind of uh, uh, their rise over the past decade or so. They've just never really been able to pull it out. They got through the semifinals. Now they're in the Champions League final. Chelsea has been here before and has won Champions League finals. But this the the majority of the squad was was not really playing on that team when they when they lasted it in uh, right. twenty twelve. So. You know, this is uh it's a big moment for either side, really. I think for City it's just it's just one of those things so where the stars have aligned where they're not playing a, a team that they don't often see. They're playing a team that they know they can beat and and you know, as as cool as it would be I just, I, I really, I, I, don't like Chelsea, so I, I, I don't really, I can't really <laughs> cheer for him. But, but of course, I would love to see Christian Pulisic, you know, score a goal in the Champions League final, and you know, uh, you know, be the difference maker and be a hero or whatever. But really, that's the only. Invested uh, part for me is, is 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 just Christian Pulisic, and that's not enough for me to cheer for Chelsea. So um. it is it
1: is pretty it is significant though to at least say that like even on social media leading up to it, and just not around here, right? But it, it's it's pretty split in terms of how people feel about this because I think as we mentioned in the last episode as well, a lot of teams really obviously not giving any love because of the superpower, you know, the, the super league teams, uh, especially Chelsea, and I, I, there, there's obviously some bias. At People are pulling for Man City, and then there are just people who, obviously, if you're not picked on one side, who really actually just want to see. Like, I've I've heard people I was talking to a friend who was wearing a different jersey at the bar last night. He was just like, I want both of them to lose. He's like, I wish there was a way they both could lose, and they both like nobody wins it, you know. Obviously, that's not the case, but it is that's the thing I do love about soccer is how how passionate and divided the Lions really are. And this, I don't think that's a negative yeah. thing at any, you know, by any means. It's just it's just how people are, are passionate about who they root for, who they want to see, and you know, when it comes down to things like the Super League, you know, don't don't mess with the integrity of the sport of soccer. Don't do that to the fans, and they'll react. So I, I mean, that, that's what I love. And that's what I've taken in about this. And obviously, this match has created so much hype that you know, in, inject all of it into my veins. I'll actually, I'll definitely be tuning in to updates here on uh, you know. To, Give, give it a watch and uh, hopefully you know we'll get a good a, a great game I'm excited for it
2: yeah when my uh, friends said let's go play golf on Saturday it kind of dropped to my mind that you know the Champions League final was at 1 p.m. but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna miss it more than likely this time I might bring it on my phone you know but but uh, but no it's gonna be a great matchup and I mean really most years it's not a World Cup year or in the case of this year at the euros uh it's it's the it's the soccer match of the year. So if you're gonna watch one, that's gonna be the the one. But well, luckily we do have the Euros this summer, which will be fun to kind of keep up with, and and we can we can hit that as uh, as we get up to it. You know, back up in late June, I believe, is when those start, and see if we've got any Cinderellas like we did with Iceland back in uh 2018 or whatever. Tw- or I guess that was 2016 now. Damn. No, well, it was. Was it? I, yeah. I think it, was, it fun, was 2016. It was 2016, because yeah. 2018 was the World Cup. So, yeah, I'm being dumb. But, yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't think it'll be Iceland this time around, but who knows? Maybe uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, fucking Luxembourg yeah. comes out of nowhere.
1: Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, baby.
2: Well, they're not European, so I don't that be okay That would be a special. Hey, Dom, Dom, you talk about Cinderella stories. Sri Lanka sneaks into the Euros and wins. I
1: didn't, dude, that's so funny. I couldn't even point Sri Lanka on a map. I just took. I had a one in seven chance that I was going to pick the right continent that they were on, and I already I picked wrong.
2: <laughs> here's a uh, here's here's your too much knowledge that you don't care about uh, part of the podcast. But Sri Lanka is a uh, is a small island nation off uh, off uh, the Indian border, off like India's border uh, up in the Indian Ocean. And and uh, uh, another fun fact. Uh, uh, Paper plane singer MIA is uh, famously from Sri Lanka. That's her. Hey. That's who she raps And so there you go. Look at uh, that. No, the more you, you, know. you learn something today, hey, kids, you fucking ungrateful bastards
1: yeah but I'll, but i'll tell you what, what you know where i learned a lot of my my lessons of life evan really and obviously wasn't geography but that was just you know hanging out with hanging out with the friends the family memorial day weekend you learn lessons outside of the classroom and one of the greatest places i learned lessons is playing drinking games my friend and i don't know about you but I, i'm pretty good at drinking games so i think if we cap the show off Give the, give the listeners a Memorial Day send out, maybe give them some inspiration to get out and go enjoy it the proper way this weekend. We'll go top five drinking games from me and Evan here, and uh, I think there, there's a lot to choose from, and uh, there's certainly I think there's going to be a lot of preferable favorites based off the region and and yeah we're not doing a draft on this one folks
2: we're we're gonna just do straight up top fives uh because draft on this one just doesn't feel right so this will we're gonna overlap you know a, a bit for sure
1: but uh since we're since we're starting top five let's stop let's start at number five um it doesn't really matter who goes first so i'll just i'll kick it off uh See now, my friends and I. This is called, and I don't think this is the right term for it. So, like I said, we're gonna have to brainstorm the different names of these games as well, because everybody's gonna know to them uh, by different names. But uh, this game is called Death Cup. It's where you put, you, know, you fill up the cup in the middle full of like seven different types of alcohol, whatever's around at the party, right? And it basically, and it basically becomes a game of stack cup around the around the table, and. You know, bounce the ping pong ball into a cup. You try to stack the person next to you, and yeah, yeah. I
2: I, I don't call it Death Cup, but I definitely love the fuck out of that game.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I, I actually don't even know if it's called. I just can't think of the name of the game. Might actually just be Stack Cup, maybe. I I, I well, forget, whatever the name of it is. You know what I'm talking about. But it basically just all it is, folks. You have that that big cup in the middle, and you got little cups of like beer and other like 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 white claws and shit around it for like little sippers that you take your shots and stuff and whoever's the last person has to drink that nasty ass concoction of seven different muddled up alcohols and i've sadly been on the receiving end of that most recently when i came back home to syracuse over the christmas season and i drank it all and i just about vomited immediately after
2: we we uh we we called it slap cup. That's what we used to call it because, okay. Well, so, you know, if, if just to kind of reiterate the explanation, you know, people are basically going around in a circle rate, you know, like there's, there's like people trying to flip a cup, you know, like back to back and if you flip before the person in front of you flips, what we would do to say that you have to drink is you literally smack the fuck out of their cup while they're trying to flip it if you beat if you if you, you know, beat them, right? Right so so that's why we called it uh, a slap cup, and and we would generally play that outside or on a dock or something because playing that indoors and slapping beer cups around is obviously <laughs> pretty it. stupid. Um, but but yeah, I I love slap cup and. I'll honestly go ahead and say that's like my three spot, you know, like, okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I don't have to reiterate talking about it, but I'll go ahead and just like I, you know, I know that's out of order. But but since you already listed it, I'll go with that as my three spot. Um, and for my five spot, I'm going to go with the classic King's Cup. Uh, mm. oh, you know this, that's
1: hilarious because that's my three spot. <laughs>
2: that's, okay, that's well I then, hey, five same. and threes are handled, homie. But yeah. but uh, so but yeah, Kings Cup is fun. Like I definitely dig it. It's definitely a game that I'm never uh, opposed to playing. That being said, it's definitely at number five on my list because the issue I have with Kings Cup is the issue I have with a lot of like different games that you play in person, like whether it's a board game or drinking game, whatever. Is that you spend. At least like fifteen minutes, you know. I mean, not so much at our age, but I definitely remember being in college and in late high school and stuff like that. Of just like somebody going, "I don't know what any of the rules are, and I need to know what like everything is before I do anything. I can't be told, yeah, to, you know how it goes as we go." Yeah, there's, so, a- there's yeah. always that. There's always that one or two. Always that one or two. No doubt. But no, King's Cup is real solid, real fun. And, and I do appreciate the uh, the way that, you know, you can mix up, uh, you know, how you play. For me personally, I think it's like the 10, uh, the 10 being categories is what I always prefer. And honestly, I would rather, if you ask me, a lot of times I would just rather play categories for like two hours. Like yeah. I would just, I, I love that as, I love that part of the game. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and kind of building off that a little bit, you know, because I think the, I'm a, Me and Evan, I think, are both guys who like to drink more socially around people, drink with people. And I I love games like Categories that get people involved and kind of spill the beans here. And speaking of spilling the beans, one of the best games to play while drinking, it's very, very simple. But it is super fun to play, especially around some people that you don't really know that you want to get to know, is Never Have I Ever.
2: Yeah, of course, that's a classic. Never it's ever, a little, yeah. It's
1: a little high school, but I, I think it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about it, it, it is very much a high. It is very much a high school game, but as you get older, though. You make you make it a little bit more spicy. You make it a little more spicy. You know, you get you get a little bit more. You get a little bit more revealing, and you start doing some really some some questions and prompts that are probably borderline some real adultish kind of humor. But I I, I can't tell you the last time I've actually really played it because it, it is more of a younger person's game. But I will say it was always one of my favorites, especially around like a campfire. I think that's more like like you want to talk about Memorial Day weekend vibes, right? Get around the campfire a little. Never have I ever kind of break up the monogamy a little bit yeah it's it I, it's all right you know Just, m- gear it up towards the audience you're playing with and i think you're gonna have a good time
2: never have i ever been spanked in a gimp suit ha 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 ha, ha. no oh, um, Drink. yeah no uh but for my number four spot i'm gonna i'm gonna name a game that some of our listeners may know but i wouldn't be shocked if you don't know it dom but it's called cheers to the governor um it's similar like the reason why i have it in the four spot is because to me it's like an upgrade version of king's cup uh basically what you do is you you know you're you're in a circle kind of like with king's cup and you you go around and you uh you basically just uh uh like you you, each person creates like a rule and you have to, like, do the thing when you drink. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 it's similar in that way to King's Cup, but there's, like, you know, no cards involved. It's just straight up, like, you know whatever and and you're trying to like count to 21 generally and if you do if you count up to 21 you say cheers to the governor and everyone drinks but you know you're doing stuff like you know you're making a rule like okay well every time you say a number with the with a two in it so two and 12 you have to and 20 and 21 you have to you know i don't know uh Close your eyes or something, you know, just stupid rules yeah. like that, and it's a it's a good time. It's and it's also a drinking game that you just need kind of like never have I ever. You just need alcohol and friends, which you know that's a that's always a good thing.
1: My only thing with uh, with a, a game like Cheers to the Governor, especially if you don't if you get some new people who haven't played it as much. The more I feel like the more alcohol you ingest into your system and are around people who haven't played that game, like I think if you're really on the the end of like you know the upper end of the drunk spectrum, trying to explain that game and play it successfully in that upper spectrum is going to be a little difficult. But when you're kind of starting out, the pregame vibe, especially like I, I I I have played that version of a game before, and it is it is always a great time. Just don't recommend playing it when you're Super smashed and around people who have never played it before. Because there's nothing worse than trying to explain a drinking game to people who are half in the bag. It's just, you're, you're going you're to have a bad time. <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. Yep. Nope.
2: And we already have our three spots covered, so I guess we yeah. just keep on trucking to number two.
1: And so my number two, and the, I'm going to go, this is where I get pretty basic with it, but uh, preferably it's team-based, but I'm a flip cup, flip cup guy. Yeah, I like two. flip cup a lot. Flip Cup is just a, a great game to get everybody involved, uh, and there there are and the thing I like about Flip Cup, and I, it is kind of broad because there are a lot of different ways you play Flip Cup or Flip Flip Cup Flip Cup, and there's a lot of different game modes and different things you can do about it. But kind of sticking right with the classic version of uh, uh, of a uh, of Flip Cup, it's great when you're doing the Beer Olympics. You can get you know get you basically the only thing that keeps you from playing flip cup is you just got to get a big enough table as big as your table is is how many people you can play so you can play i've played in games where it's 10 plus people on each side i've played it where it's like three people right so that, that's the thing i like about flip cup it's very easy it gets everybody involved and you know the only thing i will say though is that it is tough when you're trying to like you know because i for the most part i'm a a light beer or like a like a seltzer drinker when i'm trying to drink for quantity and it is tough when i put up my thing of like White Claw, that's about quarter of the way up the cup full, and I got my guy over here slinging Jaeger who's got a shot in, and I'm like, well, he's going to finish this a lot faster than I am, you know. So, matching the cups can be a little bit of a challenge there, but other than that, flip cup is always a good time, and that's why it's my number two. Flip Cup
2: actually doesn't make my top five, although I feel like that's a mistake in retrospect. I will say, though, at Bonnaroo, when you're uh, like the, the night before the music festival gets started, a lot of camping festivals are like this It's always a, a big party. There's no music going, no live music. But, you know, people are just hanging out, they're camping, having a good time. Stumbled up upon, no joke, what was I, I at least 50, possibly pushing into 70 aside Flip Cup. It was like literally fourteen to fifteen different fold-out tables that's awesome. all connected. It was insane. I didn't actually participate because I was like, I'm good, but I was I definitely had a good time watching. But for my second, uh, my second, I think it's a game that that people will agree with me, but I think they're forgetting about it. I think Dom may have forgotten about it, but my number two is a uh, Brio Kart um ah. playing mario kart with with it, you know and that's a that's a certain vibe you're not going to be at the you know you're not going to be at a raging party right, and playing Mario right. kart
1: well i mean you could be you know
2: separate yeah, rooms I whatever about to say, but, you kind of can
1: but i i i understand where you're coming from there for sure you know
2: there's video games involved here uh but but uh so yeah Mario kart rocks um i mean getting drunk and playing video games in general is just kind of Bomb. Like, I love doing that with my friends. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, a but, Mar- yeah,
1: beer- Mario Party, too, as well. Yeah, you can't yeah that's always. Bombs that's
2: on. always good or just you know any sports game but mm-hmm. uh yeah uh Mario Kart definitely has to be in there just cuz always good time and and a pretty quick way to get fucking hammered i mean i mean it is it is one of those things that you know a 3 minute Mario Kart race you know is a whole beer basically when you're when you're doing Mario Karts so uh it's that 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 definitely works it definitely gets the job done it gets um, the people so, going and then uh i i'm guessing that me and Dom t- Got the same thing with our number one spots. Yeah, it, it
1: it's pretty pretty basic. It's right on the money for me. It's beer pong.
2: Yeah, I mean that's yeah. just I it's it's only, that's boring, folks. Maybe you're whatever, but but truly, what are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to say?
1: Yeah, beer pong yeah, is, is mean, the greatest drinking game. And also because like as as. Uh, you know, me and Evan have played on the same beer pong team together and I'm not I'm not saying that we run tables but like let's just say like we're Jeez. pretty we're pretty unbeatable so nonetheless it's just uh it's a it's a great game and it's fun and yeah I I don't I don't think you can ever go wrong with saying that beer pong is it's the best drinking game to play
2: well so we we go with this right you know we have the same answer how many re-racks do you think should be in a game Dom how how many t- how many times does does a team get to re rack?
1: So it depends on if you're playing with um with six cups or or, or the ten cup version. Like
2: on a classic ten. On a classic ten.
1: So I, I I believe that gentlemen's is always given. I'm gonna dance around this. Gentlemen's Gentleman's, Gentleman's
2: doesn't good. count. Gentlemen's is like yeah. mandatory. Yeah, so gentlemen's does- like Changing the shape here, yeah.
1: It, I, I've always played it when if you're doing ten cups, you get two re-racks, and gentlemen's is yeah. always given.
2: Two re-racks and a gentleman's to me is like good. If someone said one re-rack and gentlemen's, I would go. That's fine. Um, but two is two is kind of the standard for me too. That's kind of what I what I expect.
1: And if you're playing the cu- six version cup, like if you're trying to do two re-racks on six, you can you can go get fucked, bud. Go get fucked. Yeah. I'm not giving. Well, you Well, then on card.
2: top of that, no lightning, no electricity whatever you want to call it anybody that tries to say oh well that hit like two cups and then went into the third cup i get all three that's the most high school you know uh rookie bush league rookie bullshit i've ever seen and and i no adult i know does that but man i still remember going to parties even as like a 22 year old like in my final year of college like going to to parties and like people trying to pull that and i'm like come on guys Um, I want to throw out an honorable mention I didn't feel like it was a drinking game but like it's like arguably the best thing to do while drinking is uh cornhole. I don't think
1: cornhole counts. Yeah. I, but, I, I don't it, but, I don't think it does either, but it is a great fucking drink, like, drink, drink in one hand, a cor- uh, beanbag in the other. Absolutely. Sun, sun shining on your
2: shoulders or, or not your nighttime, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but yeah, tailgate cornhole and all that stuff. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think cornhole is against the spirit of the question as an answer, but I think it's, part of the spirit of the question as a uh, as as something you just have to include. So, yeah. Uh, definitely had, definitely big I cornhole had, guy.
1: Yeah, and I had one other honorable mention. This is mostly I I I'm sure this is a real game and you might have played it, but I know growing up and playing it in high school and coming home from college and even actually played it when I was, you know, back home over Christmas. It's called Zoomy. You okay. So basically it's 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 you get everybody around a table. It's a memorization game. So you get, and you go around the table. The first person up is, is called Zumi. He like the headmaster of the game. Then the person next to him is one, two, three, four, five. Goes around however many people are. So let's just say fifteen people around this table, right? Starts off, you go Zumi, 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 and you get like it's like it's a two clap, two hit on the table, two clap, two hit on the table, and then Zumi will say Zumi, Zumi he'll say a number and you remember your number. So let's say Zoomy, Zoomy, seven, seven. So the seventh person has to say seven, seven, then another number twice. So seven, seven, two, two. And you can imagine, it doesn't sound great to verbally explain this, but as you're drinking and trying to memorize things and keep yourself focused while you're pissed drunk, it is actually a pretty fun game because obviously if you mess up and slip up or stutter, you lose. You got to drink and then it all starts over again. So, that's that's just more of a hometown connection thing. It's probably obviously it's why it's an honorable mention. I would never throw it in my top 5, but it is a game that I played and loved growing up. Um, I'm trying and I think in terms of honorable mentions, that's pretty much all I had. I think we covered the 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 rest of it the list of what what we have there but I highly recommend if you're out this Memorial Day weekend looking to get rowdy with the friends and family literally any one of these games we just suggested to you you're gonna you're gonna have a good time okay gonna have a good time yep
2: nope and it's summertime so it's a uh, it's drinking game season folks it's uh you guys are you guys better be ready get uh get your final preseason warm-ups done and 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 get ready for the real deal this summer so uh yeah that's all I got, too.
1: Now, I think that wraps it up here, folks. It's been another great episode. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Be sure to go download, stream this, Apple Podcasts spotify google stitcher anywhere you stream podcasts you can find us make sure you download it uh share it to your friends talk about us interact with us on twitter at down and out d-o-w-n o-u-t on twitter uh shout out man in the mirror buddha jd masters our intro and outro music go check them out as well friends of the program and friends of ours it's been real and it's been fun evan any parting words to give to the people before we kick it off and send it away on this weekend
2: Nope. Uh, happy Memorial Day. Thank you uh, to all, uh, and, and, you know, veterans and otherwise, and and uh, and and yeah. I hope uh, I hope everyone is uh, kind of kind of can, can feel the summer coming on. Uh, you know, uh, Alexa, play. Actually, I'm not gonna say that because I do have an Alexa, <laughs> and it will and it will start playing. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Sh- oh shit! It's talking. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. You know, you know. Alexa stopped.
1: <laughs> Jeez!
2: All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here before I accidentally uh, uh, turn my Alexa into Skynet.
1: Um, yeah. Get us in a copyright infringement. No. And uh, it, it's been fun. Memorial Day weekend. Obviously, NCAA lacrosse. Shout out Syracuse women's lacrosse in the national championship. So, uh, go Syracuse. Go them. It's been fun. This has been Down and Out, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. But until then, arrivederci. Later. Later
0: doesn't help, I hit the bottle and get messed up with my friends, and I don't want to face it, but my mentalism basic, gets complex, seeing all the strings, and I hate it, but don't feel sad, for a guy that is mad, get glad, and help me turn into a guy like that, castle, pull up on the scene and cause a hassle, happy looking at me like, who is this bastard, cool like ice, big slam, pop like medicine, that isn't really yours, but you take it with your friends, cool calm, collected, but I love to act hectic, sitting in the corner in the dark like Riddick with the notepad out thinking about lyrics I ignored your story cause I didn't wanna hear it bitch did you ever really catch a switch where I went from rock to Buddha caught the vibe like a fish Assist like white chocolate handing out a dish if the devil shows up then my soul he just wish I might accept the offer cause I wanna grind the cost and give the trophies to my mama make him sweat like a sauna cause act like I can't then I'ma spit like a llama take your girlfriend out and give a Balenciaga so check me out, feel me out, and watch me bounce. Cause the new man in the mirror is looking like a mouse. Switch places, change faces. Now Buddha runs a house, trust hip hop more than bitches, so I'ma take her as a spouse. Or at least a concubine. If in front of Mike I feel divine, I'ma grab it like a shield, and i make it shine. Cause when I'm polished, I'll abolish. If you cross the line, that's how I am feeling. Keep growing like a giant, go through the ceiling. Man in the mirror, doubled up now you all the fuck we go again but when we stop blazing boom boom pow pow what you gonna do now especially when i bring the energy like it's a powwow besides find a man page your face cause you a damn clown look around only one that isn't on my wagon now the name is buddha bitch uh, look around only one that isn't on my wagon now